Hello everybody and welcome back to Energetics and Alchemy and welcome to 2024. How crazy does it feel saying that? I hope everybody is having a really, really great start to the year so far and that everybody enjoyed a safe and happy New Year's celebration doing whatever you decided to do. And yeah, I really can't believe we're in 2024. I feel like the past few years have just really flown by. Um, and yeah, it just feels crazy to say, but um, how exciting. New year, new opportunities, new goals, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, very exciting times. I've been wanting to record a podcast episode all day today, and I've just now finally sat down. It's literally like 5.30 p.m., <laughs> so pretty close to the end of the day, but I've just now sat down to record and my neighbor has decided to start mowing their lawn right as I've decided to record. So I did do a little test and I don't think the microphone is picking it up. Like, I don't think you can hear them. But yeah, just in case you can hear anything, it's probably the lawnmower next door. It does kind of just sound like white noise. So hopefully it's not interrupting at all. But yes, so Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everyone's having a really good start to the year, and I hope you enjoyed your Christmas and New Year break. I know I definitely did, although I did actually pick up a little cold right before Christmas. I feel like it hit me like the night before Christmas Eve, and then it kind of cleared up over Christmas Eve, and I was fine for Christmas Day, but I feel like my throat is still a little bit not great, um, so there's that as well. <laughs> But yeah, we had a super chill New Year's, which was really nice. I'm actually going to be essentially talking about what I did for New Year's on this episode as far as like my little rituals for the New Year go. But yeah, it was a very relaxed New Year's. We stayed in, me and my partner Sam, we stayed in for the night. We made a really yummy dinner. We made Mexican and we watched a movie. I don't even remember what movie we watched, but we literally just put a movie on, had a really yummy dinner. Um, we did some like goal setting and whatnot together, which is what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. Um, so we did that early in the evening and then just settled down, watched a movie. Sam actually fell asleep on the couch at like 9 PM. I did manage to stay up till like 1130, but I wasn't awake for midnight. Um, but yeah, it was a very relaxed new year's, which I think is what we needed after all of the Christmas kind of not chaos, but <laughs> Christmas activities and whatnot. Um, we only got home from our trip to Harvey Bay like a day or two before New Year's. So, um, yeah, I think we really just wanted to relax and have a quiet one, which is exactly what we did. And we've also now gotten straight into moving, essentially. So I think I mentioned in my last episode that we were moving house in January. So our lease ends on our current house in January and we're going to be moving so we've started looking for other houses and I feel like yeah January is just going to be a really busy month for us and we have a lot going on so we just wanted to soak up some quiet chill time while we could but yeah so today I want to talk about as I mentioned like my rituals for the new year because I feel like I have quite a few things that I do every year essentially so they're like my little um little traditions little rituals that I like to do every year so I want to talk a little bit about those today and just some ways you can kind of set the tone for the new year and some little things you can do to, yeah, essentially go into the new year with a bang. 
So these are my own personal little rituals for welcoming in the new year. And I did do these over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And also just kind of like the few days either side of that as well. So I did these over a few days. I didn't do it all on like New Year's Eve. And we're obviously a few days into the new year now. So you can definitely still do them just going into the new year in general. So they're definitely not things that needed to be done on New Year's Eve or anything. Like you can do them just to kick off the new year or even throughout the year, to be honest. Like it doesn't really matter when you do them. I just personally like to do them around New Year's. I feel like it's a nice time to do them. So they're just my own little practices that I like to do. And I think they're just really nice practices to set the tone for the year ahead and to get clear on what you want for the year and what you want the year to look like for you. So I did post a reel on Instagram of some of these ideas as well, but I'm going to dive a little deeper into them today in this episode and also provide like a few extra things I did too that weren't in the Instagram reel. And so Sam, my partner, actually did most of these or quite a few of these with me as well, which was really nice. So it's definitely something you can do alongside a partner as well, like setting your goals and intentions for the new year together. So if you have a partner and you would like to do any of these alongside them, that's totally fine. Um, It can be a really nice, intimate kind of bonding experience to do together. And it also really helps to ensure that you're both on the same page for the year and you're both working towards kind of aligned visions and goals. And it's not like you're just completely working towards different goals and different visions and you're on like completely different paths. So obviously it's okay and totally expected to have some differences in your vision as well. Like obviously mine and Sam's goals for the year weren't exactly the same. Like there was similarities, but he has some stuff like working on his car, for example, and working on his own career goals and whatnot um, that I obviously didn't have on my list. And I had a lot of travel related stuff and my own career and business goals and personal goals. So that's not to say that, yeah, you're going to have like the exact same vision for the year and goals for the year, but it's just nice to hear about what your partner is wanting to achieve for the year and to be in on that as well so that you can support them in achieving it. And so that you're both just kind of working towards the same grander vision for yourselves. You're both on the same page about what the other is trying to achieve and what you're trying to achieve together. So yes, absolutely. The things we're going to go over in today's episode can be done by yourself or alongside your partner, whatever works for you. The main thing is that you're just taking some time out to really set up the vision for the year and to reflect on everything you've achieved in the year past as well. So the first thing I'm going to talk about was the rituals I did on actual New Year's Eve. So this was on the night of New Year's Eve and these are the little like practices we did together just before we had dinner and settled in for the night. So The first thing I did was write out everything I wanted to manifest for the year. So I wrote out my manifestation list and started by just getting really clear on what I actually wanted for the year. So this was pretty straightforward. I wrote it out in the back of my 2024 diary in like the notes section. Most diaries will have like a section for just notes. So I wrote it in there so I knew I would always have it there in my planner to come back to. It's like an easy reference point. And so I just wrote out a very straightforward list of what I wanted for the year and got really, really clear on the specifics of the things that I wanted as well. So these were like my bigger kind of main goals for the year. So I had 10 things on my list. It wasn't a huge list, but it was long enough. And 
yeah, it was just the key things I wanted from 2024. So this was stuff like my career goal for the year and finding like our dream home when we move and savings goals for the year and booking the holiday that I want to book for the year. Those kind of like bigger key milestone things. So I started with writing out that list and then the next thing I did was start another list also in my diary in the same section that was like a manifestation list but it was just things I wanted to do in 2024. So it was kind of like smaller, lower stakes everyday stuff not necessarily like big milestone goals for the year. So on this list, I literally just have things like booking a new tattoo and visiting certain places like locally, like visiting Noosa and visiting Mount Tambourine and learning a new skill and activities I want to do in the year and workshops I want to do and classes I want to do and books I want to read and you know, going to the beach and going on like a four-wheel drive trip and just anything I can think of that I want to do in the year goes on this list. And it can be as big or as small as you want. And the goal here for me anyway is to have like 50 to 100 things on the list. Like it's a pretty long list. And I've done this for the past few years and it's just really fun to be able to tick things off this list as the year goes on. So every few weeks or months, I'll check in with it and just tick off the things I've done for the year. And sometimes I'll refer to it when I'm like, if I have like a free weekend, I'll be like, what's on the list of things I wanted to do this year? And it also just gives me ideas of like how to spend my spare time. Like if we have a free weekend, I'll check the list and be like, oh, this is an activity I really wanted to do this year. So this weekend's the perfect time to do it. So it's not even necessarily like a manifestation list. It's more so just like a to-do list kind of thing that. I refer to it as a manifestation list still because I think of it as like manifesting those things for the year still, even though they're like smaller kind of things, you are still manifesting them in a sense. And some of the things I've had on this list have been like pretty small, like sentimental kind of things. Like for example, learning how to make a particular recipe. Like last year I had on my list that I wanted to learn how to make um, my best friend Shelby's pumpkin soup. So Stuff like that, where it's just like, that's something I want to do this year. So just everyday things that will make you happy and that if you got to tick them off your list, you'd feel really satisfied with doing that. And it's also really fun to go back through these lists at the end of each year and to look at all of the small things that you achieved through the year and that you did through the year that you otherwise might not have really remembered. So stuff like learning that recipe, like (laughs) that's not something I would probably remember or think to reflect on at the end of the year. But when I go back through that list and I can be like, oh, like, look at all of these things that I did this year. Like I've done like a hundred things that I wanted to do this year. Like it's just a really nice feeling. And so the last little ritual that we did on actual New Year's Eve night was writing a letter to our future selves. So again, Sam did this one with me, but we essentially wrote a letter to our future selves and addressed this letter to our future selves. So we wrote separate letters, (laughs) basically thanking ourselves for achieving everything that we wanted to achieve. So they sounded kind of like, dear me, I am so proud of you for achieving X, Y, Z. And I can't believe we finally did it. It was so worth the wait. I'm so excited that we finally achieved this. And I'm so happy that you were able to get me to a place where that was achieved. 
that's kind of the tone you want to be using. Like it's very much so expressing gratitude to that future version of you who has already achieved everything that you wanted. And so in the letter, I was really detailed about everything that happened through the year as well or that I want to happen. So again, this is like a future exercise. So thinking forward throughout your year, getting really detailed about all of the things that you know are going to happen this year. So this is just like a fun little scripting kind of exercise. We're basically scripting on everything that has happened through the year to come and thanking our future selves for doing it all and for getting us to that point and expressing gratitude in advance for those things that we're manifesting for the year. And so this is another one that I've done every year over the past like three or so years. And when I finished the letter, I fold it up and tape it in the back of my diary and write on it like open on New Year's Eve 2024. And that's exactly what I do. I'll open it the following New Year's Eve and it's really, really fun when you read back over the letter and you realize how much stuff actually came to fruition throughout the year. And then you literally have a letter from past you thanking you <laughs> for achieving all of that. And yeah, it's just really, really nice and wholesome. And it's just like a fun scripting exercise to do. So we did that on New Year's Eve and they were all the little like rituals we did on New Year's Eve night the next things I'm going to discuss are things I just kind of did in general over the span of like the few days over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So one of the most important to me anyway, things that I do around New Year's every year is creating a vision board for the year. And so this to me is like absolutely essential. It's one of my favorite activities to do around the new year. If I could only do like one manifestation exercise at that time of year, I would absolutely choose vision boarding. Like it's my favorite thing to do. It sets the tone for the year. It's very fun just like curating the vision board and getting inspired. And it really infuses emotion into our goals as well. So it obviously helps us to visualize them and helps to just like add that element of like actually looking at the life you could be leading when all of your goals are achieved and getting really excited about it and really, really feeling into it. So yes, this is probably to me the most important thing I do at the end and beginning of each year. And I also actually keep all of my vision boards. So I'm a little bit of a like sentimental, like to keep things kind of person. Um, although I try not to go overboard with it because I also like to like not have clutter around. So I only keep like very sentimental stuff. But anyway, I do like to keep all of my vision boards I physically print my vision boards, so I print and frame them and label them as whatever year they are, like this one will be labeled 2024, and I've just kept all of them in a single frame, it's like an A, A5 or A3, A3 frame, bigger than A4, <laughs> so I keep them in the same frame and each year I just kind of like layer them so that like what's showing in the frame is the current year but then behind that you can't see them but they're like past year vision boards behind them so then each year when I've made my new vision board and I go to put it inside of my vision board frame I then can look at like my vision boards from the past I think I have like a solid four or five in there at the moment like from the past five or so years and it's honestly just such a like trippy and satisfying experience looking back and being like oh like I have that and I have that and I have that and I manifested that and it's just really really cool 
So yes, I started curating my vision board for 2024 over the span of a few days. And this is one of my favorite practices for just kind of narrowing down my vision, getting inspired and actually getting a feel for what I want to manifest. So for me personally, having it laid out in like a visual format helps so much with like actually really getting a feel for it and feeling into the vision. So Writing out my goals is nice and I do do that as well. I write out my manifestation list, but for me personally, I feel like the magic really happens when it's all laid out in like a visual format. I think I'm a very visual person. (laughs) So seeing what it will actually look like and to have looking at it really evoke those emotions is a lot more powerful for me personally than just reading written goals. So when I create my vision boards, as I mentioned, I do physically print them out. But before I do that, I curate everything digitally. So just on the computer and I will essentially just compile all of the pictures and whatnot into like a Word document and then print it. And then I will actually like sit down with scissors and cut each little picture out and like paste it onto like a cardboard background. So I do like to create like a physical vision board, but I also do curate everything digitally. So for curating all of the content for my vision board, I like to use Pinterest and Instagram mostly. So Pinterest and Instagram are like my go-tos and I will also kind of like Photoshop my own graphics to go on there as well. So I'll explain that a little bit more detailed later, but essentially my process for creating my vision board for the year is that I will start by making a vision board board on Pinterest and just start searching for things on there that align with my goals. So I normally have like my manifestation list written out at this point, or at least a good idea of what's going to be on my manifestation list. And then I will go through and literally just search for whatever it is I'm manifesting on Pinterest. So for example, one of the things I'm manifesting for this year is booking a trip to Europe. So I searched the cities that I want to visit on Pinterest and I just very carefully and thoughtfully selected like one or two images that really resonated with me. So I try not to overcrowd my like Pinterest vision board. Like I don't just slap on like 10 pictures of the same thing kind of thing. Like I'll try to really only pick like one powerful image for each like thing that I'm manifesting. Cause I feel like the less you have on there, or not even the less you have on there, but sometimes when you have too much on your vision board, it's just a bit overwhelming. And I feel like it's not as effective because you're kind of just taking in like all of this content. I feel like it's more powerful when you just have like one or two images for each manifestation that really, really resonate with you and really light you up. So yes, I start by building out my vision board on Pinterest and just kind of finding some inspo pics for the things that I want to manifest And then I also go through my saved posts on Instagram and will grab anything off there that I've saved. I feel like I do save quite a lot of things to Instagram that I see um, that I want. (laughs) So yeah, I go to my Instagram saved images as well and I'll take anything off there that's relevant. And I also go to my expanders accounts on Instagram. So most of my like expanders are people I follow on Instagram. Like I find that they just light me up and inspire me the most. So I will sometimes take some like content off of my expanders pages. Bear in mind that my vision board is really just for my own personal use. No one else sees it. So I will sometimes use content from people just off Instagram and whatnot that inspire me. 
And yeah, like I said, it's very private. It just stays in my office. So it's not like I'm like reposting my content all over the internet or anything like that. Um, So yes, I will grab some inspo pics from like my expanders as well. And for those who don't know what an expander is, I do have a whole episode on it. I think it's like the third episode I did or something, episode three. Um, But just a quick summary, they're literally just people that inspire us and stretch us and have what we want and make us feel like we can have that too. So they're just like our inspiration people, but inspiration people that make us feel good and feel like what we want is achievable. So I'll collect content on Pinterest. I'll collect content on Instagram. And then I will also do some Photoshopping, as I mentioned before, on things to kind of make things more personal to me. So what I mean here is that I'll do things like take a screenshot of my bank account on my phone and I will Photoshop it so that the value I have in my bank account is the value that I'm wanting to manifest. So I screenshotted my Instagram, for example, um, not my personal Instagram, but like my business Instagram and edited the follower account to be more reflective of where I wanted the page to be. So stuff like that, where instead of just taking like some random photo of someone's like bank account or something off like Google or whatever, I will make it more personal to me by actually like taking a screenshot of my own bank account with like my bank account names and whatnot on there and editing that to be reflective of where I want it to be. So I feel like it's just a lot more powerful when you're literally creating exactly what it will look like for you, like exactly what that vision will look like for you. So to actually see like a photo of your own bank account as you see it on your phone with the dollar amount that you want in it is so much more powerful than just, say, writing down the dollar amount or, like I said, using a screen grab of, like, somebody else's bank that you found on Google that doesn't actually look like your banking app or your banking page, but, like, it still gets the message across kind of thing. So I will do whatever I can to also kind of mock up very, like, literal examples of what I'm wanting to manifest. And this is, like, pretty fun to play around with as well. You can get pretty creative here. Um... So yeah, that's like a fun little practice to do as well. So once I have all of this stuff, so my Pinterest stuff, my Instagram stuff, and my mock-ups, I will add everything to a Word document, print it out like I mentioned earlier, and I will actually make the physical vision board. So I'll sit down with scissors and a glue stick and cut everything out and glue it on and really just make a whole evening out of it. And for this year, I haven't actually done the gluing it all together part yet. I'm doing that tomorrow. Um, with a friend. So at this point, I have only like curated and printed all the content, but I haven't actually done the like gluing it to the background. (laughs) So um, I will be doing that tomorrow, which is exciting. Um, But yeah, some other ideas though, like if sitting down and actually like cutting it all out and gluing it together isn't really your thing, even though I do think it's a really like lovely experience to do And again, it just kind of infuses more energy into it when you're actually sitting down and you light some candles and you're doing it very intentionally and thoughtfully. I feel like that's really powerful. But if that's not your thing, there's definitely other ways you can go about it. So you could also create your vision board um, in your diary for the year. Like you could print it and just glue it into your diary. You could create like a digital phone or desktop wallpaper with it. So just kind of collage it together online and then set it as your background. 
you could just add everything to your Pinterest board and look at it on a regular basis. So just keep it all on Pinterest. I actually do also have my vision board on my Notion. Um, So like the front page of my Notion. So when I log into that, which I do pretty much every day, it's where I keep all of my to-do lists and all of my like just every life thing that (laughs) I need to tend to goes on Notion. So it's something that I log into every day and it's on the front page of my Notion. So it's the first page that comes up and it just means it's one of the first things I see when I like log on to my computer for the day. And it's also nice because I normally log into Notion when I'm like sitting down at my computer to do work. So it's nice to have the vision board come up when I'm getting set up to do like work for the day essentially because then I can kind of remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing and what the greater vision I'm working towards is. So yes, if printing it out and framing it isn't quite your thing, then they are some other options for you as well. Also a little vision board hack actually while I remember is that I always put things on my vision board that I've already manifested or already achieved. So I will just mix in things that have already happened for me. And if I'm trying to manifest something that I've actually had before, I will literally use my own photos as well. So for example, one of the things for this year that I am manifesting is to start fostering kittens again. So I used to foster cats and kittens. I've previously done that for quite some time. So I used old photos of fosters I had had in the past and I use them on my vision board. Like instead of getting photos of, you know, photos that aren't my own, I used my own photos. And what this does using our own photos and also just having photos of things that we have already manifested on there. What this does is it helps our subconscious to associate what's on the board with what we already have or have had. So it makes the whole vision feel more achievable. And when your subconscious is viewing the things that you want for yourself alongside the things that you already have, it just kind of tricks our subconscious into thinking those things are already ours. So I would recommend including some things on your vision board that you already have and have already achieved And it also just serves as a nice reminder of what you're capable of too. So to look at your vision board and be like, wow, these are all the things that I want to achieve. And then to also see some things that you've already achieved on there, it just really reminds you of what you're capable of and infuses that sense of possibility into you. So yes, vision boarding would absolutely recommend. It's one of my favorite activities, super fun. Take your time with it, play around with it and just really like, sit down and create a vision for yourself. So second to vision boarding, the other really important thing that I did over the course of like the few days over New Year's and something I recommend everyone do was reflecting on the year past. So when it comes to entering the new year, we don't only want to be planning for the year ahead we want to also be celebrating everything that happened in the year past. So a lot of this for me, like I mentioned earlier, is looking at my old like manifestation list. So looking at the list of things I wanted to do in 2023 and all of the things I ticked off and looking at my old vision boards and whatnot and really just being grateful and taking some time to actually be proud of myself and to acknowledge everything I achieved that year. And so This is really important going into like the new year, but it's also just really important in life in general 
that we're making sure we take time to actually celebrate the goals that we have achieved and the manifestations that we have called into our lives. Otherwise, if we're not taking that time to actually like reflect and celebrate ourselves and be proud of ourselves, it's like we're always moving the goalposts like <laughs> a little bit further away and we're never quite getting there. Like we want to let ourselves get to the goalposts and actually celebrate that we got a goal. So that's something I did. I definitely reflected on the year past and quite a few of these activities, as I've mentioned, like the writing a letter to your future self, um, the keeping vision boards, the like doing up a list of things you want to do for the year. As I mentioned, a lot of these things I set up essentially so that when it comes to next New Year's Eve, I have things to look back on and to kind of check in with what I achieved for the year and to have that experience of kind of looking back and being like, oh, like these are all of the things I wanted to do this year and look at how many of them I did. And so along with reflecting on what I achieved for the year, another little ritual that I do like to do going into the new year is to just take some time to reflect on what served you in the year past and what didn't. So ask yourself, what served me and what do I actually want to bring into the new year from the year gone? And this could be habits, this could be beliefs, this could be like mindset stuff, this could be people even. Ask yourself what served you in the year just past and what you want to take into the new year. And also ask yourself what didn't serve you and what you need to leave behind. So this is a nice one just to sit down and journal on or to meditate on even. Just take some time to reflect on what you're bringing forward from 2023 and what you're leaving behind in 2023. Because it's so important in life in general, again, that we are auditing kind of what is serving us and what isn't. And going into the new year, obviously, there's just all of that energy of like new year, new me, leaving things behind, changing, setting new goals and stuff. So it's a really nice time to do that kind of audit of like, what do I want to leave behind? It's very like therapeutic going into the new year and being like, I'm not bringing this with me into the new year. Another little thing I did was another scripting exercise that was actually a new one for me. Um, it's one that I just kind of came up with myself, although I'm sure other people have done it as well, but it just kind of occurred to me one day that it might be a fun thing to do. So it's not one I've done in previous years, but I did quite enjoy doing it. What I did was I went and bought just like a cheap $5 diary from Kmart and I used it as like a scripting kind of practice. So in the diary... I just wrote out basically what I want my life to look like. So I wrote stuff in the diary that would be in dream life version of me's diary. So the version of me that has everything that I want, I essentially wrote, wrote in the diaries if I was her. So just day-to-day -day things like waking up at 9am and going to get a coffee and starting work at 10 and working for five hours and then having a bath and then spending time with Sam and just literally everyday stuff like what I wanted my life to look like. And I basically just scripted out that on like a day-to-day -day basis. So obviously it was in a diary, so it was broken down into days and it also just made it feel a little more real than like just scripting in general. So scripting, not day-to-day -day stuff. So actually seeing the dates and actually like mapping out weeks of the year kind of thing and so I also did stuff like add in like dream holidays and like events and that kind of stuff as well so it was day-to-day -day stuff but also just things like oh like on Friday I need to 
pack for my trip to to Noosa or whatever. It was just fun little like scripting exercises and I will continue on with it too. So I didn't actually ride on like every day for the entire year. I started with like um, a week or two and we'll continue on with it whenever I feel like scripting. So that was a fun new little one that I did as well that I actually quite enjoyed playing around with. And yeah, they're all of the practices I did as far as like manifestation goes. So on New Year's Day, I did also something I do every New Year's Day is I saged and Palo Santoed the house. <laughs> and I do this first thing in the morning on New Year's Day. I open all of the windows and I go through the house with sage first, which is very cleansing and clears out like bad vibes. And then I follow that up with burning Palo Santo, which is meant to bring positive energy. And basically sage is like clearing out the not great energy and Palo Santo is like bringing in good energy. So this was the first thing I did on New Year's Day. Um, Sam was still asleep in bed. I literally woke him up doing it. And it's just a really nice way to start the year. So it's just like a little witchy cleansing ritual that I like to do in the morning on New Year's Day. And I also followed that up with like a little tapping session, which was nice. I actually haven't done tapping for a little while, but it is something I really want to try doing every day, ideally, or at least as close to every day as I can throughout this year. That is one of my little goals for the year. So yeah, I saged the house and then followed it up with a tapping session and it was just like good vibes for the start of 2024. Like what a way to start the year. And so I also on New Year's Day like to do a tarot reading and so a more extensive one than I would normally do. Like I do quite often do my own little readings just throughout the year, like every few weeks or so I'll do a little reading but on New Year's Day I like to do like a deep dive and use it as an opportunity to reflect on the year past and get a little bit of insight into what's going on for the year ahead. So I did post the like reading spread layout that I used on Instagram stories, but it would be gone now. So if you do want to know the exact spread like layout I used, let me know and I'll send it through to you. But essentially, it's a spread that focuses on both the year gone and what's to come in the year ahead. So it covered major lessons from the year gone, biggest achievement from the year gone, what you need to let go of, what the transition into the new year will look like, um, the theme for the year ahead, advice for the year ahead, the biggest challenge for the year ahead, and what to expect in general for the year ahead. So a very nice, well-rounded deep dive. And again, this is something I do every year and I treat it as just like a bit of a check-in with the universe and an opportunity to reflect and to get a feel for what I might need to know going into the new year. And so the last little thing I want to talk about is one that I haven't actually done this year, <laughs> but I do normally like to do around the start of the new year. And so it's creating an abundance spell jar. So for those of you who may not be familiar with the concept of spell jars, essentially they're just a form of spell work that basically involves adding particular ingredients to a glass jar. Um, and in this case, an abundance jar, you're adding ingredients that attract and represent abundance. So 
typically in an abundance jar, you'll have things like uh, citrine and pyrite, the crystals. So they're crystals that represent wealth and money. Um, you'll have herbs and spices like cinnamon and basil and nutmeg, which all also represent wealth um, and prosperity and all of that kind of stuff. Also coins, so actual like money, gold coins, we'll pop those in the jar and bay leaves and peppermint. And there's like a whole bunch of things that you can add in that are just meant to attract wealth, luck, prosperity, abundance, money, financial success, all of that kind of stuff. So I actually really love making spell jars. They're my favorite form of spell work. And generally I will try to make an abundance jar once at the beginning of the year and kind of keep it throughout the year. However, I haven't done that just yet for this year. And with moving over the next few weeks, I think I may end up waiting um, just until we're in our new house. And I might do this as like a little ritual once we've moved into our new home. So just as a nice way to kind of start that next chapter as well. So that one is on my to-do list too. But yes, as I mentioned, I love doing spell jars. You can do them for all different things. In the past, I have made jars for like self-love. I've done like self-love spell jars. I've done like career-based kind of spell jars. You can really do them for anything. Protection spell jars. Um, yeah, basically anything that you could do a spell work around, you can make a jar for. So that is everything I did over this new year period. And I hope you found all of this or at least some of it useful and interesting. And I would love, love, love to hear if you use any of these ideas or even better, I'd love to see them as well. So if you do happen to do any of these things, please tag me or DM me and share what you did with me. I would absolutely love to see these practices in action. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm so, so excited for 2024 with the podcast. I have a lot of exciting things planned and I can't wait to share them with you all. But in the meantime, I hope everyone is having a fabulous time doing whatever you're doing. If you're back at work, I hope it's all going smoothly for you. If you're still enjoying holidays, then enjoy the rest of those. <laughs> If you don't follow me already on Instagram, follow me over at Energetics and Alchemy. I'm going to be posting a lot more frequently over there this year. It's one of my main goals for the podcast this year. So follow along over there if you enjoy this kind of content, which look, if you're at the end of this episode, I assume you do enjoy it at least a little bit. So pop over to Instagram at Energetics and Alchemy. And yeah, that is all from me for now, but I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Have a beautiful day, afternoon, night, whatever it is, where you are, and I will talk to you all next time. <laughs>